there, you're listening to Drawn to the Flame, and this is your host, Vicky. Today we're going to look at the player cards from before the Black Throne. Okay, it looks like something out of... Uh, is it... Is it Sleeping Beauty? Cinderella. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? Um, something that might send you to sleep? Yeah. Like a nice tune? Oh, she looks like she's about to perform a really horrible, invasive uh, check where you maybe have to, you know, wait a few days for a phone call to see whether you're okay. Yeah. Are they? Well, yeah. it, looks like she's, it looks like a latex glove that she's lubing up. <laughs> um, this looks like basically you've unleashed some sort of dark force out of a book and you really regret it. Hermione Granger's grown up. Um, oh, he looks like Will from uh, Stranger Things. He does look a bit like Will. Will from, Jane- Will from Stranger Things is just viewing the upside down, looking a bit upset about it. Ah, uh, this is when uh, your drug dealer is asking you to uh, do something because you owe him one. I'll say the name of it. You can say the name if you want. You're not meant to. You can if you want to. I thought the point of it was you weren't meant to see it. No, 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 you just describe describe the card. Because your review of the cards would be... Oh, I thought I was guessing. Oh, this is like toil and trouble, some sort of witchcraft type thing, looks like. Oh, this kind of reminds me of in Game of Thrones, the flayed man. It's not. It looks like someone's skin's been ripped off and they're lying in the middle of some sort of devil ritual. Oh, this is when you've got a really bad headache. And your brain's just like and it explode out of your head. Uh the Kraken looks like tentacles coming out of some sort of lake. Uh it looks like the start of a a post apocalyptic film. There's nothing's left. Any other thoughts on the pack as a whole? It's quite looks quite sad, depressing, bleak. <laughs> what do you think of the name before the Black Throne? Oh, is it going to be Game of Thrones? No, it's, that's just the name of the pack. Kind of bleak. 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 That's what your view of this pack is. Bleak. In a word. Bleak. Okay. Well, it ends on some sort of post-apocalyptic catastrophe, so... If you play this deck, the world will end. Thanks for listening, guys! Have fun! Hello, you're listening to Drawn to the Flame, a podcast for fans of Arkham Horror, the card game. I'm your host, Frank, and this is another one of my first look episodes, but this is sort of the second look, because we might have already had a first look just happen there. Uh, And I'm also not doing it by myself this time, because today I'm joined by... It's me, Peter. Hello, Frank. Hi, Peter. How are you doing? Doing great. Absolutely fantastic. How about yourself? I'm doing very well as well. Yeah, it's great to have you on the line for a first look. And yeah, yeah, it's been it's been a, a tricky kind of cycle for our schedules matching up, but this is really yes, good. and it's always exciting to look at the last pack as well because that's obviously where Matt saves up all the f- most fun cards in the cycle. Yeah, so I think we just have to dive in, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the first card is Hallowed Mirror. It's a two-cost asset with a willpower icon and no XP, a zero zero XP card in the final pack. It's item, relic, occult, and blessed. Limit one per deck. 
and it takes up the accessory slot, and it reads Forced, after Hallowed Mirror enters play, search your bonded cards for three copies of Soothing Melody, add one to your hand, and shuffle the other two into your deck. When Hallowed Mirror leaves play, find each of those copies of Soothing Melody, even if they are out of play, and remove them from the game. Now, I would like to have looked at the bonded rules before we talk more about this. Is there a difference, do you think, between searching your bonded cards and removing them from the game? Yes, I think so. I think okay. my, my interpretation would be bonded is a special area. Ah, uh, okay. So they're cards that don't start the game in your deck, but are added to your deck when you're instructed to do so. Yeah. So if if one's removed from play, even if you replay... The source card, we need a good word for this. Mm, yeah. If you replay the source card, then you can't add those cards back to your deck. Yeah, you search your bonded cards, but there aren't any to find because they're separate. They've already been removed. Okay, that's good. But so this is just a two cost accessory. Really, we can't judge it unless we find out what Soothing Melody does. So this is a zero cost event. It doesn't have no XP, it's got this weird white bar for the XP because that's because it's bonded. You can't include it in your deck at any point. It has willpower, intellect, and agility icons, and it's spell traded. It's bonded to the hallowed mirror, and it says heal two damage or two horror or any combination thereof from among investigators and or ally assets at your location. Draw one card. And the flavour is Elle Chanson. Semel au clair de lune, au calm clair de lune triste et beau, which is Paul Verlaine, clair de lune. Very nice, beautifully read. Thanks very much. Just keeping me on my toes there. Right? <laughs> That's nice. So this seems really good, this card. Well, if we judge it in isolation first. <laughs> yeah. The soothing it... melody, you mean? Yes, yeah. It compares very well to both Emergency Aid and Second Wind. Mm-hmm. Both those cards are fine this is better than both of them mm-hmm. it Zero costs cost less it there's no limitations like there are on second wind so you don't have to pay it first action you don't have to have drawn a treachery card mm-hmm. and it splits between damage and horror and it can be used on allies and other investigators at your location mm-hmm. just like it's really good <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, I'm really inclined to agree. If you're playing as Carolyn and you have down Hypnotic Therapy and you can add an extra horror heal, paying zero to heal three horror in any combination around the table, giving out resources, is incredible. And you hmm. get a card as well, so even though you've added two copies to your deck, they they replace themselves. Pretty smashing. The other thing I think is really good about this... So, I guess... You, when you play the Hallowed Mirror, you get one copy of Soothing Melody in your hand, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, straight away. So what, we could almost look at Soothing Melody as a card which costs two resources and two actions to play mm-hmm. to heal the two damage and the, uh, or the two horror with all the other stuff. And actually, that's that's not even by just by itself. Yeah, two resources for two heal and two actions. The fact that you're going to get two more down the line is, you know... That's that probably makes up for the fact that it's taken you two actions to use the first one. Yeah, yeah, and they could even come straight off a of beat cop as well. So beat cops ready to start firing mm. on monsters yeah. again. Yeah, I mean, so that we've got to remember that this is in Guardian, so they have allies that use their health to do things like the guard dog or the beat cop. So being able to and, heal and up. agency backup, of course, and agency just, backup just yeah. came out. Yeah, exactly. I think the other thing is that what I like is. 
uh, with healing cards especially, you don't want them unless you need them. Mm-hmm. And you, you need them in a particular set of circumstances, right? If you've taken mm-hmm. enough damage or horror that you, you're nearly dead. And this doesn't fill up your deck with healing cards. You put one card in your deck, mm-hmm. that becomes three more cards. So in those scenarios where you just don't need it, you just don't play the Hallowed Mirror, you have it sitting in hand, ready. Yeah, or you know, committed to a test, whatever you want to do. Mm, yeah. And then when you're taken, you're on the ropes, then you play the Hallowed Mirror, and the, the remainder of your deck is then packed full of healing cards. Mm, that's nice. That's really good. Okay, so who can take it? All Guardians can take it? Yes. Off-class Guardians, so Skids, Yorick can take yeah. it. It's Blessed, so Mateo can tr- can take it. Yeah. It's also Relic, so Ursula can take it. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. And it's a Cult. Yeah, which means Marie can take it. Yeah. And can Akachi take it? I think she can, because I think she can take a Cult card's level zero. You might be right, Frank. So, potentially, I mean, she doesn't have any particular benefit from then having three more spells in her deck. But you could find them with an Arcane Initiative, that's what you're running. Or if you're playing Diana Esperance, you could attach the Soothing Melody that you immediately have in your hand on Diana and have loads of healing on tap. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Healing and draw, yeah. So yeah, so is anyone of those... It's quite a, quite a wide pool. Is anyone jumping out for you as a good target? Mark jumps out, obviously. He likes taking the healing cards because he can turn damage into card advantage. And then mm. with cards like this, he turns healing that damage back into card advantage as well. <laughs> Just zooms through his deck at that point, yeah. Yeah, that, that's a really good shout. I mean, Lola can take it as well, and Lola only has six health and sanity. Yeah. So being able to take only one of her seven Guardian cards is the Hallowed Mirror, mirror and then getting lots of cards with card draw is no bad thing. Just kind of explodes out into more cards in your deck, right? Yeah, yeah. There's been lots of cards. We've seen there's another bonded card in this set. Mm. We've already seen that. Between that and permanence coming out of the various factions, Lola can have a really weird makeup of deck. Yeah. <laughs> Where yeah. she, you know, just changes as you play the game. Mm. I need to revisit her in more detail and just see how she's changed because there's so much potential now for what you can be doing with Lola. Yeah. Okay, should we move on to the next card? I'm expecting some kind of big guardian weapon to finish the cycle. Oh, we'll see. Okay, this is not a big guardian weapon. In fact, it's quite a familiar card. It's I've had worse, but it's the level two version. Zero cost, willpower and agility icons. I think it's lost an icon. Fast, play when you are dealt damage and or horror. Cancel up to two damage and or horror just dealt to you, then gain that many resources. Now, I think I've had worse. The level four version is cancelling up to four damage yes, and horror? Yes, it is, yeah. Yeah, is that right? You're a big fan of I've had worse. Yeah, I've used it. Re- I mean, I've not played it in a while, but it, it's really... I mean, we almost look for ways to get hit in order to generate the, mm. the resources or the most resources from it because you want to generate four. Yeah. It's like a... a Dodge combined with an emergency cash, mm-hmm. which is nice to all be on one card. But four yeah. experience and eight, if you want to put both in your deck, is quite a lot. Uh, and sometimes it's hard to engineer a situation where you, you're using it to good effect. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes you have it sitting in hand, you're waiting for the big hit. And actually, you'd rather just be killing the enemy rather than letting it hit you. And, and you know what? I think 
it's it's not uncommon to use it on two or three damage and or horror. Yes, yeah. And I don't think you that's a bad it's not it's not a bad use of the card. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and you get you get the resources as well. So actually you might find in a lot of situations this card is exactly the same as I've had worse, just it's cost you two fewer experience. Mm-hmm. And because it costs two fewer experience, that means Diana can take it. Yes. Yeah. And it is a cancel. Yes. Very nice. So she could also use that to charge up. You know, I've been loving running dodge and hypnotic gaze in Diana. There, certainly dodge is a cheap cancel. I end up tanking a hit I wouldn't normally hit take, just so I can get my willpower up and cancel it. And this, you would get a resource and a card for playing it, and then get the resources for the damage or horror that you just cancel. And unlike dodge, it doesn't have to be an attack. It can be any damage or horror. So, you know, you maybe throw a Rotting Remains or a Grasping Hands. You you accept that you're just going to take a hit in some way just to fuel you even more. I must admit, my mind went to a different out-of-faction investigator. Okay. If we look at the trait, it's got Spirit Trait. Ooh. So Calvin can take this. Because he can take Spirit up to level 3, right? So he can't take level 4, I've had worse, which is a real shame. Yeah. But he now gets a consolation prize. (laughs) Mm, this is a nice fit for Calvin. I it's think. a very nice fit for Calvin, if you ask me. The flexibility of its two damage and or horror, so you can toggle two horror or one damage, one horror, or, or whatever it is that you need to protect from is very nice. Yes, and obviously healing isn't as useful in Calvin. You sort of mm. want to be able to heal because you might, you're close to the edge and you might, but you can't do it reactively. You know what I mean? So he likes assets that soak stuff up, and he likes cancelling attacks altogether, right? Yes, yeah. So this, I think it it couldn't fit better in him, really. Mm, Yeah, that's a really good shout. Yeah, a nice Calvin card. Sneaking in there. Shall we move on to Seeker? Yeah, let's, let's. So first of all, we have the Occult Lexicon. This is a two-cost asset, one intellect icon, and it has item, tome, and occult traits. There's that occult trait again. Mm -hmm. Limit one per deck. Forced, after a cult lexicon enters play, search your bonded cards for three copies of Blood Rite. Add one to your hand and shuffle the other two into your deck. When a cult lexicon leaves play, find each of these copies of Blood Rite, each of those copies of Blood Rite, even if they're out of play, and remove them from the game. And it uses a hand slot. So this wording is almost word for word the same as mm-hmm. the mirror, isn't it? Yeah. It's a different yeah. slot, it's a different icon, and it's slightly different traits. But apart from that... It does exactly the same thing. Two cost asset, uses up one slot, and summons three bonded cards. And it's bleeding? The book is actually bleeding? Yeah, it's pretty, pretty metal. <laughs> so should we go on straight on to Bloodright then to see what we did? I with? think so, yeah. This is a zero cost asset with uh, willpower, intellect, and combat icons. It's called Bloodright, and it's a spell. So, so far so similar. Mm. Um, bonded, occult lexicon. Draw two cards... Discard up to two cards from your hand. For each card thusly discarded, you may either gain one resource or spend one resource to deal one damage to an enemy at your location. This action does not provoke attacks of opportunity. Wow. It's pretty tasty, this, isn't it? It is tasty, yeah. Very appealing. I mean, we've actually had quite a bit of time to think about this card Mm. because it was teased in the announcement article. And I straight away thought it would fit in this... I think one of my friends has turned with the Infinity Stones deck. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I like that name. Yeah. Where you use the the Ancient Stones... Oh, I can't remember which subtitle it is. Anyway, it's the one that deals damage. 
it has the reaction ability to deal damage mm-hmm. when you draw any number of cards. Uh, knowledge of the Elders. Knowledge of the Elders. That's it. I knew you'd come through for yeah. me, Frank. <laughs> I think it's Knowledge of the Elders. It's not Minds and Harmony. Minds and I knew the almost something to do with Minds and Harmony or Harmony or something, and that's the healing one. Anyway, yeah, it's not that one. So with that in play, this would become draw two cards, deal two damage to an enemy using the stones, discard mm-hmm. two cards to then deal another two damage to an enemy, mm. spending two resources in total. And it's an action, but it doesn't provoke a tax of opportunity, as said on the card, which is bonkers good. Bonkers good. So who can take this? This is all our Seekers. Yes. And then again, Akachi, because it's a cult. Yeah. And again, anyone who can take Seeker as their off-class. So Finn could take a one-off occult lexicon. Yeah. And Marie, again, could take a one-off occult lexicon, because she can take five seeker survivor so you have a similar situation to soothing melody is that what it was called soothing melody yeah, yeah. where you could have blood right attached to diana esperance because it's a spell and be using it repeatedly as marie yeah which is sort of yeah crazy good you know what i thought about this i so my friend was making a deck the other day and asked me for some advice as to what the final off-class card could be and he was making a ashkan pete deck I think it, it's it's nice. It's a little bit of draw in Pete. Mm-hmm. And what you could do if you built a deck using the improvised cards, you can turn discarding those cards into an advantage for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you draw yeah. two cards, you discard, say, winging it and uh, impromptu barricade. Yeah. And then you could play them again from the discard pile. You've positioned them in the right place. You've maybe even gained resources for discarding them so you can afford to pay them. Yeah, yeah well, exactly, yeah. Or, yeah. or you've used it to deal damage to the enemy as well. Yeah. I want to just focus something like something that I really like about is a zero cost draw two cards and then discard up to two cards from your hand. That could be anything in your hand as well. And I love the idea then of filtering the, the cards you don't want in your hand into your discard pile. Like it's great with the improvised cards, but there's also other occasions where you have a single icon card in your hand that you might commit to a test, but you'd much prefer to just transform that card into something else. And being able to do that and kind of filter through what you have in hand seems, yeah, incredible. That's, yeah, before you even see the extra bonus of gaining a resource or spending a resource for damage. I think think it's just a really cool card. Really cool card. I can see it cropping up in decks for sure. Yeah. And if if you have those five off-class slots, like the Dunwich Gators... Putting a cheeky one-of occult lexicon in your deck, if you can afford the hand slot, certainly, means you actually then get access to all of this draw. Yeah, it's it's not a huge amount of card advantage, but there's a little bit there, isn't there? Mm. So one action mm. to draw two cards is better than two actions to draw two cards. And it's one action to draw two cards and potentially gain two resources, or one action to draw two cards and do two damage. Yeah. You know, there's... You don't have to do either of those things. You don't have to wait for when you need to do the damage, but you can at least just turn the blood rights quickly into more cards, which seems seems all right. Yeah. Okay, should we go on to our final Seeker card then? Yes. Okay, wow. This is incredible. This is uh, Glimpse the Unthinkable. Oh, man, could it be Think the Unglimpsable? This may be a better name. This is a one-cost, five-experience event, and it has three intellect icons it has three <laughs> three it has of course the insight trait mm-hmm. and it says shuffle any number of non-weakness cards from your hand into your deck 
Draw cards until you reach your maximum hand size. Remove glimpse the unthinkable from the game. Ignorance is a bliss you cannot afford. You've got to confront those uh, those wow. unthinkable things. This is a hell of a card, right? Yes. <laughs> so this is <laughs> I'm gonna, just quietly in awe. This is going to be... It's better than your mulligan at the start of the game because you go up to your maximum hand size. Mm-hmm. And it can be used either to refill your hand or to to dig for a tool you really need at a particular point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think those are both good things. It switches on uh, higher education, obviously. Yeah, I was wondering if you could, why you couldn't remember the name of that card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It switches wow. on curiosity as well. Yeah. Needing seven yeah. cards in yeah, hand. Yeah, 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 really nice. If you were to be playing laboratory assistant and having a, a larger maximum hand size, you'd draw even more cards with this. I believe... The lab assistant only increases your hand size during the upkeep phase. Oh, okay. Not you just have plus two hand size. No, I, I I don't know whether there are any cards at the moment which just directly increase your hand size. Not sure. There's several that reduce your hand size. Studious is a plus one card in hand at the start of a game, isn't it? That's right, it? yeah. It's not. So let's compare this to another card draw card like Cryptic Research. That's zero cost and one, uh, one XP fewer. And that's yep. draw three cards fast. Yes. So for this, you'd hope to draw at least four cards, really, to make up for the cost and the XP. Yeah. But you're getting this weird sort of like quantum flux style ability where you could be shuffling certain cards back into your deck. So, like, again, it's one of these cards that's only as good as the other cards in your deck to a certain extent. Maybe you've just used No Stone Unturned level five, or maybe you've used your Cryptic Research and you shuffle that back into your deck to then have a chance to draw it. But I think you'd be aiming for, say, drawing four as a minimum, I think. Yeah. But then that means if you play this card when you have five cards in hand, you go down to four cards in hand and you are still drawing four. So you know, at any point that you play this with fewer than five cards in hand, you're drawing a lot of cards. I mean, which you is can, great. You can make yeah. the argument, strictly speaking, if you're drawing more than one card... It could be worth it, depending on how tight you are for actions. Mm. So yeah. two actions, sorry, an action to get two cards. That You've saved an action there, even if it's cost one resource. Yeah, but it's also a, a heady investment of, of five XP as well, isn't it? Yeah, so. yeah. You know, we both know, Frank, there'll be times where you're committing this for the icons. Because <laughs> mm. <laughs> you just desperately need to pass a test and you're like yeah. staring sadly. Yeah. <laughs> the one card in on your hand that could help. Yeah, no, that's true as well. I also is this a hint of a an investigator to come, who maybe has a bigger hand size. Yeah, yeah, that's that's an interesting point. And uh, I know another podcast was just theorizing recently about what future investigators we might get and what they would be like, and they talked a little bit about hand size manipulation as a, as a style of play. And I was intrigued by that as an idea. I mean, I think if anyone's going to do it, it's probably Seekers. And we've talked before about, in our card draw episode, about what cards represent in hand and are they knowledge and contacts and sort of experience of the world, in which case maybe you have a particularly wise investigator who has a very large hand. Yeah. Yeah. I love the idea of this actually in Norman as well. He rattles through his Oh, he can't take it. No. Damn no. you, Norman. 
<laughs> you get play it for free off the top. Yeah. Shuffle all your good cards. He's stuck playing Quantum Flux so well. Sorry, Norman. Damn. It is also nice in this Infinity Stones deck, right? Yeah, eight, yes, eight it damage is. off the stones if you've got enough charges. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, just one shot. So that at that point you've bought, you spent two XP to put the stones in originally. Then you have to upgrade. That's another six XP. Ten XP would get you one glimpse the unthinkable and two shots at your your knowledge of the elders. Yeah, that's all right. <sighs> kind of nuts. Okay, that that is a it's it just it leaves me wondering about the opportunities that lie just beyond my feeble mind's grasp. That the things that you could do in terms of manipulating your discard pile and yeah, refilling the deck and all of that sort of thing. It's quite a good Dunwich card as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just refill your deck, your deck when yeah. you're staring down a, a Beyond the Veil. Well, yeah, but then you're only gonna draw as many cards as you shuffle back, right? No, you shuffle any number of cards into your deck and then you draw until you reach your maximum hand size. Yeah. So you could shuffle 20 cards back and then just draw two, say, if you're already on six cards in hand. Oh, so you've played it when you're beyond your maximum hand size? No, but say say you have seven cards in hand when you play it. Yes. So then you get down to six cards in hand and you can only draw two cards until you hit hand size. Yeah. But you could have shuffled any number of cards back in. Oh, it's shuffled from your hand. Yeah. It's not from your discard card. Oh, Frank, oh, have you been goodness, looking Frank. at this card all wrong? <laughs> How did I not pick up? Yeah, pick that up? I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely misunderstood that. I was so stuck on non-weakness cards that I assumed that they were from your discard pile. No, 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 from your okay. hand. Okay, wow. That's less good. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> I'll leave all of this in because it's important to make these mistakes. I wonder whether... Do you chuck as much... I just assumed you had it right and I... Mustn't have been listening carefully to you. When no, you were no, talking. no, no. So, okay. So you could shuffle seven cards from your hand, say, and then just draw eight. Yeah. You're not going to draw very many with this. What do you mean? Because you can't say. Oh, no. You could have two cards in hand. Yes. Shuffle one in or shuffle none in and then draw six yes. when you play this or seven. Okay, that's but, still fine. But this this is exactly. It's the filtering. So. Yeah, this is what you yeah, liked yeah. about Blood Right. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, focused yeah. on one card as many times as you want in your hand. Yes, but the filtering is that you're not discarding them out of your hand. You're putting them back in your deck. True. So the the worst case scenario is you have seven cards in hand that are garbage. I don't know why. Why you have you put those cards in your cards? Deck? <laughs> yeah, but you play this, shuffle all seven back into your deck, and then you draw eight cards. Yeah. To go back to your hand. No, side, exactly. Yeah. Six of and them it, say other things you don't need. Yeah, and it could yeah. be that you've drawn. Uh, all of your direct damage events in the first turn, in the first turn of the scenario. Yeah. And you're there looking at two sneak attacks in your hand, and there's no enemies, and you're thinking, well, I'd really like to find some clues. <laughs> so yeah. you turn those two cards into more cards. Yeah. And you don't have it. the The amount you draw is not conditional on what you shuffle back. Apart from the fact that every card you shuffle back will means you'll draw another card. Yeah. So yeah, you don't have to. Okay, I've made a big hash of that card, but it's still. If anything, it's even more unthinkable to me, so yes. that's good. Well, that's what yeah. this is what first looks are all about, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. Let's should we go on to the next faction? Let's go on, and now it's the rogues, everyone's favorite green faction. Yes. Okay, so the next card is the card that Mythos Busters, damn their names forever, announced to the community. This is You Owe Me One! Exclamation mark. Zero cost event. Zero XP again. It's so weird that we're getting zero XP cards in the final pack. 
where each faction has got one so far. This has got intellect, combat, and agility icons. So weirdly, is this their equivalent bonded triple icon card? It's favor and gambit traded, and it reads, look at another investigator's hand. You may play a non-weakness card in that investigator's hand under your control. If you do, you and that investigator each draw one card. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's what you said the last three times. <laughs> oh, this is good. I, it, it, we'll, let's not talk about this too much because no, um, the busters have already covered this pretty well. I think it's fun. I think a lot of people are saying it's got the potential for some really wonky, <laughs> crazy interactions. And I'm sure that's the case. And I think yeah. some people would really like that. I haven't seen anything which jumps out to me as being totally broken, but I'm sure someone will find something along those lines. Mm. Mm. At some point. Yeah, rogues are the faction of generating lots of resources. Yeah. Hopefully. And also the faction of lots of actions. Being able to spend a card to essentially trade in one of your many actions and many, many resources to play something for someone else or use something for someone else seems pretty good for me. I think where this really starts to shine is picking out the high XP cards that you couldn't have had had access to so you know playing say glimpsey unthinkable VAR. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah exactly glimpsey unthinkable or yeah generally manipulating getting around what you wouldn't otherwise do i, th- I think the other question that this raises for me is table talk rules and how much one tells each other about what you have in your hand and i still am one of those players who tries not to do that too much yeah yeah and this obviously rewards... I mean, it doesn't say you have to have told each other first, but it really rewards that if you know you're going into a scenario with that in mind. Maybe do some eyebrow, eyebrow wiggling if it's time to play. Yeah, yeah. And maybe there's just a case where one investigator is really pushed for actions or resources, and something that they want to get down is not something that they necessarily need. It's not like you're taking the machete or the Dr. Milan away from the character who needs it. Yeah. Maybe you're just playing that extra thing that they'd like to have down, like a first aid or you know some, some other thing that's just, it's not vital. Maybe they just don't have the actions left to play Drawn to the Flame, so you what, do it for them. What does that do? You know. Um, is that the one that you add into the victory display and you get... Oh, yeah, I think you could be right, yeah. Maybe draw it. something about drawing anyway, a card, I think. Whatever. For some some good effect, yeah. So, yeah, that that's just... You know what this would also be great as? A- any standalone event of playing with people you don't know. Okay, just, just pulling out that. these, like, bananas things. And we should mention Preston as well, right? Preston's probably the best place to pay for anything in anyone else's hand. Yeah, yeah, with, with a low... Is that the point you wiggle the eyebrows? You've got the agency back up in your that's hand. Right, yeah. And you're like... Hey, Preston. <laughs> the one card he... Well, there's a couple of cards he can't play outright. But yeah. he could always... You know, if he clicks the money off the turn before, there's mm. probably nothing out, out of his range, is there? Yeah, yeah. And at that point, you're really straying into combo territory, not just for one deck, but your whole party is planning a combo where the rogue is going to get the resources to pay for that. I mean, I don't know how efficient that is at that point. It's yeah. probably a bit, bit crazy. Okay, and the next card is Double Double. This is a four-cost asset, four XP, willpower and intellect icons. It's ritual-traded, but it's exceptional. So it's eight XP. So reaction XP is doubled, is what you're saying. 
you spend eight XP for the four XP card. Yes, yeah. it's doubled. It double doubled. No, yeah. it's only doubled. You're only allowed one of them as well. Yes. So you can't double it. That's halved, <laughs> I would say. Yeah, and it has a reaction. Uh, this is why you don't come on first look, Peter. After you play an event, exhaust double double. Play that event again as if it were in your hand. Harpier cries, "Tis time, tis time." That's someone called William Shakaspiare Macbeth, and it takes up the arcane slot. Uh, that makes me think of our good friend Seth. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I like that. This is a. I sometimes have a hard job in my head understanding thematically the spells that aren't mystic spells. Mm. But this is a this is a, a spell which seems to purely be to double the amount of money you get. <laughs> uh, which feels very rogue. So I've got this the the secrets of the cosmos at my fingertips. And what am I gonna do? I'm gonna get rich. I'm gonna, I'm gonna win <laughs> two hands of poker instead of one. <laughs> yeah. So you play your four XP hot streak, pay three, gain seven, and then do it all over again. Yes. So after you play an event, exhaust it, play that event again as if it were in your hand. Mm-hmm. You don't have to spend the action to play it. You do have to pay the cost of the event. Yes. Yeah. So I guess what you've got to look at is how many events do you want to double to get eight experience for cost and and an action to to play this card. Mm. And there are some events, you know, events are one-time impactful things, and there are some that you essentially don't necessarily ever need to double. So, like, say, a sure gamble, change the negative modifier to a positive modifier, playing it again doesn't do anything. No. Um, Because I think I've jumped a step there, which is that my head's gone to the, the more powerful the events that you're doubling the better. Hot Street Level 4 is a good example yeah. that you get real profit out of that. I mean, would you would you happily draw two encounter cards off the encounter deck and get four clues? Situationally, yeah. Um, I don't know that there's a card that does that, but if there was, you know, okay. in the yeah, right circumstances. Okay, yeah, we were to find that kind of card. But you could play I'm Out of Here and then <laughs> what I th- make it really clear that you're out of here. I think that the obvious candidate for this card is any kind of economy event, whether that's mm, yeah. cards, supplies, tokens, or resources. Mm. So maybe Skids does like an extra ammo contraband type deck. Oh wow! Uh, yeah. Or or you in in Seth. I think Seth is obviously the right choice for it. Or it's obviously she's running event heavy. Isn't she's running she? event heavy. Yeah. I don't know how it would interact with Painted World. So you would play Painted World from your hand as a copy of another card underneath you and then exhaust Double Double and play that event again? Not Painted World. You would play the Painted World again because Painted World is removed from the game, but I don't I don't think Double Double cares about where the where the event's gone, does it? Yeah. Anyway. It's a good question. Yeah, I'm not sure. But I think even, even if you look at like an emergency cash... Yeah, what about a payday after your seven action turn? Well, doesn't payday end the turn? When you play it. It says uh, lose all your remaining actions and end your turn. But this reaction is just... The timing point is after you play an event. It's not during your turn. I think this follows the same rules as time warp. Uh, That's okay, just... Right. It, it follows its timing point irrespective of what else is going on for you. Okay. I would That would be my guess. But you're right. Payday would be great. And if that does yeah. work, you could even spend your last action playing Payday... 
mm-hmm. then the value of your free payday is increased by one. <laughs> yeah. Your previous payday. Yeah. The, the other thing I think might be a shout with it is some of those, the, the Survivor brand of losing events. Mm. Or, or even, say, like the, the improvised events in uh, in Survivor as well. So, I mean, you could, for instance, double Lucky. Yeah. You fail a test by four, plus four. Lucky Lucky, yeah. to two resources, and you passed. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, double Look What I Found for four clues mm. off failing an investigate test. If you're loaded as Preston, you could start doubling all of the favour suite as well. It's very expensive, but you absolutely could, yeah. Yeah, it gets very expensive. But say there's three clues on a location, Intel report's not going to cut it then. But if you can pay four and buy two of them and then exhaust double-double and pay two to get the last one, you know, maybe that's worth it. It gives you... Like, you can use the flexibility of decoy, Intel report, and small favour even more. You could do two damage to one enemy and then four damage to another or... yeah. At least they're level zero events, so the only XP to make that work is the eight you spent on double double. Yeah. And then you're just kind of fooling around with a, a an X a level zero suite of cards, maybe. And I also think if you look in, in Sephina, there's a lot of cool spells. So Storm mm-hmm. Spirits. Oh yeah. Okay to the soul to like empty your hand out. Yeah, that's nice as well. There's quite I think there's quite a lot of, of use for it. It's it's a it's a lot of experience to get. Mm-hmm. And obviously, mm-hmm. to get the most use out of it, you want it pretty early. Yes, yeah, probably a first purchase. You can more or less. I mean, in the game as well. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You turns. need to be able to find it, and that again, then Seth being able to find it, get it down in play, and hopefully from sort of turn two onwards, making the most of events is incredible. Yeah, yeah. Seth is crying out for that one. I think. Yeah, I like the cheeky contraband skids thing though. That would be really cool. <laughs> Yeah, I think there's there's a few there's a few things you could do like double evidence is pretty tasty yeah. or, or double skin of the crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to play when I played Netrunner. I used to play a, a deck with Comet in it. And did you ever play Comet? That's where you get to repeat an event. Is that right? No, Comet allows you to play an event without spending an action after playing another event. Ah, okay. And you usually just pack your deck with events that are fun to play after another event <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah and it you know there was an event which is easy mark which is exactly the same as emergency cash just zero yeah. cost gain three resources or gain three credits and it turns out any event is better if you gain three three resources after you've played it it mm-hmm. sort of feels mm-hmm. a little bit like that that you're getting a lot more value out of those events and you want to yeah. put it in a deck where you can do an event every turn that you want to double Mm, yeah yeah so then you you know maybe it is turn one you put this down you play emergency cash double it get six you've you've paid for the double double then mm-hmm. turn two you're playing some kind of setup event or something like that double it you decide you need to get clues you double your clue finding event mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's interesting okay let's move on to mystics take it away okay so first we have uh, probably not surprising too many people, uh, level 4, Wither. Ooh. So this is 2 cost, 4 XP. It has 2 combat icons, and it is a spell. Mm. It has action, fight. This attack uses willpower instead of combat. You get plus 2 willpower for this attack. If a skull 
cultist, broken tablet, or elder thing symbol is revealed during this attack, the attacked enemy gets minus one fight, minus one health, and minus one evade for the remainder of the turn, to a minimum of one. Minus one health. Uh, it's in the... Now that is <laughs> yeah notable. So it's 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 like a damage, but not as good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it can't kill an it's... enemy in itself. But if it is the last bit, it does. Yeah. Well, no. If you succeed on the attack, it does. Yes. Yeah. Is yeah. it only? It's a minimum of one. Mm-hmm. So you need to have at least put one. If it's a two health enemy, you do. You have to have done at least one damage to the enemy. Yeah, but then it's yeah, and then it's fine. You can't wither yeah, it to death. Yeah. is what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah, there needs to be damage on there yeah. as well. Uh, and yeah. it also goes away at the end of the turn. Mm. Yeah, so level zero wither is only a single combat icon, no willpower boost, and it just reduces the fight, I think. I think it's I fight think and evade. It the evi- oh, fight and evade. It but it's only for the remainder of the turn. I was hoping that level four wither would reduce it for, for the end of the, the phase or the end of the round, but it's still the end of the turn. I think that minus one health, it's it's fine if you're landing the killing blow as well. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Or you're combining it with something else. Mm. Mm. You've maybe shriveled a three health enemy, then it's got one health left, but then you're doing an attack anyway, so dropping its health to two doesn't help. So, yeah. so cards on the table. We mm. know the other mystic card in this pack. Uh, yes, is, yes. Is, do you want to read that well, as well? Yeah, let's yeah. do it, because I think there's, there's quite a lot in common. Mm-hmm. So this is a three cost four experience uh, event uh, asset uh, sixth sixth sense. Uh, it has two intellect icons and it's a spell. It has action investigate. Investigate using willpower instead of intellect. You get plus two willpower for this investigation. If a skull cultist broken tablet or elder thing symbol is revealed during this test, you may choose a revealed location up to two connections away from your location. You are now investigating as if you were at the chosen location in addition to your location. You may use either shroud value. And that's an arcane slot as well. Mm. So that's a really nice upgrade to Sixth Sense, yeah. level zero. So carrying on, and the art remains amazing. Yeah. I'm going to put my cards on the table and say Sixth Sense is a load stronger than Wither. Right. And the upgraded version the difference becomes even starker. This idea that you can be reliably investigating with your willpower as a mystic is stellar and it's chargeless, which is great. And the bonus for this that you could basically get to get two clues from a distance and pick which shroud you want, I just think is immense. Yeah. Like really good. I would be inclined if I wasn't if I wasn't desperately clue focused as a mystic, say I was the third or fourth player in a party, I'd be inclined to not run right of seeking and to just run sixth sense and kind of pick up clues as I go and upgrade it to this fairly early on. Yeah. And then I've got this really useful ability that's flexible, depending on the tokens in the bag, really potent. It, it's an yeah. interesting flip that I think shriveling is generally better than wither, but sixth sense <laughs> is generally better than right of seeking. Yeah. And is that just because the way we think about investigation is slow and steady wins the race, that you just want to be, from the get-go, collecting clues? Right, from the get-go. It doesn't really... Yeah, exactly, from the get-go. But with the way we think about combat is, you need to be doing it's, it's, two damage yeah, minimum. Yeah, it's usually an action compression situation with combat, isn't it? That you've got an enemy you need mm. to kill quickly. Uh, but yeah. Sixth Sense yeah. is something you do throughout the game. Uh, sorry, investigating is something you do throughout the game. What I was going to say is these cards together, however, they do maybe paint as a picture of a style of investigator who finally mm. likes this 
um, bag digging style, and maybe even uses Eldritch Inspiration, which we yeah which we previewed way back at the beginning of the cycle. Yeah. I think when we looked yeah. at it, we were like, oh, this card is interesting, TM. But there's maybe not enough other stuff for it to combo with. Mm. And we've now got... For Wither, you could drop the Fight by 2, the Health by 2, and the Evade by 2 down to a minimum of 1. Seems good. And for 6 cents, you could investigate 2 locations. Yeah. So Wither Wither could kill a 3 health enemy in 1 attack if you're successful. Yeah, nice. And that's that's like shriveling level 5 efficiency. You've used another card, obviously, to, to combo that. But there's mm. no charges on Wither, so you can just keep firing away at it. Mm. It reminds me a little bit of Song of the Dead as well, where Song of the Dead is one damage per shot. But if you reveal a skull, it's three damage. Yeah. And that way of when I was playing with Song of the Dead and Shriveling, if you're fighting a three health enemy, you obviously use Song of the Dead first, hope to hit the skull. But if you don't and you only do one damage, you then use Shriveling to finish it off. Yeah. And maybe maybe we'll see some combat mystics who run wither and shriveling and do fun things around what they do with the fight and then what you know, how they fight, how they deal with damage, things like that. And yeah. if you're building this this a Mateo deck, which we sort of hinted at when we did our, our reveal mm. of you catastrophe, where yeah. you're digging through the bag using all of McBride and maybe some other other similar cards, a dark prophecy, maybe something like that. Maybe this the, these are the cornerstones of your of your efficiency in your deck to make you succeed at those tests. Mm. So here's a question. Uh, well, is it a question or is it worthwhile? Is the question is this the, a question? No, that was the the follow. And then I was just I was sort of answering it in my okay. head, but I'll, <laughs> I'll try and phrase it properly. What in what situations is it helpful to reduce an enemy's fight and evade by one for the rest of the turn? Mm. Uh that's a, that is a good question, because you're not helping another investigator hit it, usually. No, unless they're playing swift reflexes or otherwise taking actions out of turn. If you're going to use something else to either fight it or evade it later in the turn, mm-hmm. it beco- that becomes easier, right? Yeah. So do you maybe wither first and then play your use a charge from Mists of Rillier to or play Blinding Light? Play Blinding Light. Or you wither first and shrivel, something like that. So there's an implication with wither that obviously it gets less good the further into your turn you're using Mm -hmm. it because that boost lasts less long. But also there's an implication that you're dealing with the enemy again after that. Yeah. You know, unless you're using it for one health enemies and some two health enemies that you're hoping to one shot. Yes. And you're saving your shriveling charges. Yes. I mean, and this could be it that the minus one fight and minus one evade was always incidental and that it, it probably mm-hmm. wasn't going to be useful. I haven't played with with a level zero much at all. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know how that's been working out for people. And maybe this upgrade is where the real juicy version of that, that this card is. I like the idea of a sign magic with a sixth sense right of seeking shriveling deck. Like that's 10 assets right there. Yeah, plenty and of use out of your Uncaged, Uncaged the Soul. Yeah, good use out of Uncaged the Soul. Lots of targets. You can pick and choose which three spells you want in play and go from there. You know, that could be really fun. Like, super powerful spell slinger at that point. Yeah. Maybe someone with five intellect. Yeah, or five willpower. Yeah. Should we move on? Yeah, let's, let's. Okay, so the last cards are the survivor cards. I'm going to read them out of order, actually, because the last card here is Eucatastrophe. Yes. And we revealed this card. And 
was really fun to talk about. It was really good to, to reflect on. So I'll just read it quickly. It's two costs, three XP, two wild icons. It's fortune and blessed. So Father Mateo can take it. And it's fast. Play when you reveal a chaos token that would reduce your skill value to zero during a skill test, including the autofail token. Cancel that token and treat it as an Elder Sign token instead. Is there anything you'd like to say more about Eucatastrophe or... Are you happy just to move on? No, I'm fine to move on. Um, we only revealed it uh, a week or so ago, anyway. Mm, so yeah, um, I don't. I, I've I've not played with it, so <laughs> I can't offer any more than what I was what I was thinking then. Really, some of the conversation around it has been that can you do something insane with Yorick, where you keep returning it to hand with his elder sign? Yes, as long as you can keep paying the two cost, which you can with drawing thin. And you could potentially have Elder Sign forever. Yes, assuming you keep on drawing tokens that take your skill to zero. And potentially he then always investigates at a four, because you investigate at two, drop to zero, play Eucatastrophe, go get the Elder Sign, which is plus two, and you end up as a skill four, and you get Eucatastrophe back. Yeah. Repeat forever, which is... Scary if that that's how it works. But, I'll wait and yeah. find out. Okay, but, are you but still, the other yeah, kind, <laughs> you still have to be able to pay too. Yeah, and you turn. also have to be able to fail the test to take your skill down to zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't know how you do that reliably because over half the bag. Well, I mean, depending on what difficulty you're on, you've got the other mm-hmm. sign in there yeah. already. Which yeah, fine, you can draw that. You've got plus one zeros, minus ones, yeah, all in there, and they they they'll fail <laughs> if you're going for better a... on higher difficulties yeah when you've got rid of a, a plus one and a zero and added some more negatives yeah. anyway okay and the other card is lure Ooh. this is a one cost event but this is the level two version the f- previous version was level one right it's gained one xp yeah it double agility icons now attached to your location or to a connecting location during the enemy phase, each enemy that moves does so along the shortest path towards the attached location instead of to where it would normally move. Forced, while attached, at the end of the round, discard lure. One extra XP, one extra icon, and the connecting location ability? I think that's all it's gained. I've, got, I've just pulled it up. So, lure level one, two agility icons attached to your location. Okay, no extra. Uh, attached to your location, full stop. During the enemy yeah, phase, each yeah. enemy that moves does so along the shortest path toward the attached location instead of to where it would normally move. Forced, while attached, at the end of the round, discard a lure. So all this is gained is one XP for, to a connecting location. But I think that makes it a lot better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do, do you agree? Yeah, I completely agree. <laughs> I've used Lure once. Yeah, and then it wasn't that impressive. And it was amazing, but it took us ages to create the situation where it was helpful. Yeah. It was in undimensioned and unseen. Yeah, you know what? I think um, I remember you saying this. We were this. being chased. Yeah, we weren't. It, it doesn't affect brood movement. They just move randomly. But we had Whippoorwills and an avian thrall on our trail, and we dropped Lure and then moved somewhere else, and they all bugged off the wrong way. And it felt incredible at that point but really what you're doing then is you're committing to spending at least two actions one to put it to your location and another action to move and that isn't ideal i think if we have a particularly mobile survivor like rita she could have quite a lot of fun with running across a map dropping this moving away again and it really forces you to pay attention to your path connections doesn't it 
I feel like the, the the kind of situations where you'd want to use this card will be will really benefit from you not needing to be in the location where you play it. Mm-hmm. You've got a big hunter about to move into your location. Yeah. You've got a connecting location that all three locations are connected and you slap that. What down. if if you put it on or you put it where the well, hunter yeah, is? Do they yeah. move then or not? Do they stay stay where they are? The hunter's target would be the lure, so it would just stay still. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's no rule that hunters have to move. You know, their target could be right where they are. And that feels good if, if you're pinned down somewhere to be able to hold mm-hmm. off the uh, hunter enemy for a turn. Yeah. And each enemy that moves. So it's all enemies as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even elite enemies, which decoy doesn't do. Yeah, I think that, mm-hmm. that yeah. This, yeah. this really makes the card... It probably makes it... You could maybe say Lure level 1 could have been a 0 XP card. This justifies the two experience. I think lure level one could have been zero. Yeah, it's a, it's quite a niche ability to. The the difficulty with one XP cards is you have to then justify getting rid of a zero XP card and say, well, this is definitely going to work better. And lure level one is so niche that it's so hard to find reasons to put it in and and justify its inclusion. It does have those two icons though, which is really nice. Yeah. I think this is a Rita card, right? Yeah. You can you can do a lot of she's so mobile, she can have gone and evaded enemies and moved away from them or she can be about to be taking a bunch of hits because she's not run away quickly enough and then she drops this down and they they run to the wrong direction and that gives her that time to then use her track shoes and catch up with the party or or whatever it is. Yeah. It works, obviously it works better for non-linear maps as well, which is a bit of an obvious thing to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. Cool. That's that. Yeah. That's the end of the cycle, Peter. I can't believe it. The fourth cycle of this game is coming to a close rapidly. Yes. It, yeah. Yeah. It seems to have flown past. <laughs> yeah. And we're already getting excited about about what's coming in the next cycle. What's, what's your general feeling of the cards been across the cycle? Not, not, not picking any particular any specifics unless you want to um my general feeling is one of excitement i feel like every faction's gained a packet of cards that i want to try out and yeah that's that's my my reflex feeling is the the favor cards uh studious trying to think of guardian cards although yeah thinking about soothing melody makes me feel excited and hallowed mirror yeah yeah, I've, I've, and the the new mystic spells, and then survivors have had some really juicy cards. It's it feels good. How about you? Yeah, I, well, I would reflect that. I think there's been having engaging with the various social media platforms around the, or, you know based around the game. There seems to be quite mm. a feeling of some cards being very powerful. Mm. Uh, drawing thin is the one that would really spring to mind. I've kind of gone specific there when I asked you not to. Yeah, uh, but that's I think right. there's, there's we should hand... and we should go more specific on drawing yeah. thin. At a later date, yeah. Uh, and, you know, if we get a chance to talk to Matt, it would be nice to talk about this with him. Mm, I think yeah, there's a few I others agree. as well that people are, are saying seem very strong on first blush, and maybe after some experience that'll be true, or it won't be true, who knows. Mm. I also think what what might be interesting is looking at this cycle in isolation. So I feel it's rounded out options for archetypes mm. Um, in mm, itself, yeah. Uh, I don't know what, what you whether you agree with me on that. It's 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 hard to, you know, if someone's building a deck and they've got loads of allies in the deck, you, you know, you kind of say, well, get charisma. 
such a defining mm. card, not necessarily overpowered, but it gives you such a basic mm. level of functionality. But you forget that's tied to a particular cycle, which people might not have bought into. Well, I would actually quite like to do some deck building that's corset plus a limited number of cycles. Yeah. Just to see how that changes how I approach the card pool. And corset plus circle undone could be really intriguing. Yeah. You know, there's some really good spells out there for mystics. There's a lot of fun, funky other cards for other factions. There's some nice permanents. There's an exceptional card or two. There's an exile card or two. So yeah, there's a really good range. And then of course there's the the multi-class cards and their their higher XP variants. You know, some strong weapons there. The Enchanted Blade, the Thompson. So yeah, that's why we haven't seen a Guardian Enchanted Blade. You know, big weapon in this pack because we've seen some big weapons earlier in the in the cycle. Yeah. So I hope you've enjoyed that first look. We can be contacted at all of the usual places. What is your favourite card from this cycle, The Circle Undone? Let us know. And thank you very much for listening. Thank you. Bye. It is written on the brick cylinders of Kadatheron that the beings of Ib were in hue as green as the lake and the mists that rise above it, that they had bulging eyes, pouting flabby lips, and curious ears, and were without voice. It is certain that they worshipped a sea-green stone idol, chiselled in the likeness of Jonas Philippe Cocker, the great water lizard, before which they danced horribly when the moon was gibbous. On the ground were halls as vast and splendid as those of the palaces, where gathered throngs in worship of Karen Hopkins and Roxy Tanny and Ryan Quick, the chief gods of Sarnath, whose incense-enveloped shrines were as the thrones of monarchs. Not like the icons of other gods were those of Karen and Roxy and Ryan, for so close to life were they that one might swear the graceful bearded gods themselves sate on the ivory thrones. Beautiful stuff. You know what I thought about this? I So my friend was making a deck the other day and asked me for mm-hmm. some advice as to what the final off-class card could be. Mm-hmm. And he was making a, a Pete, Ashkan Pete deck. And Is I thought, me? Are you talking about me when you say my friend? No, no. Well, you might have done as well. Oh, yes, yeah. it was you, wasn't it? Yeah, you suggested <laughs> this to me. Okay. Yeah. My <laughs> Thank friend, you for anonymizing you, me in just, this story. <laughs> I thought it was my regular my regular playing buddy. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so you can cut that out, Frank. Make me no, no, no. I like that. It was beautiful. Leave it in to make <laughs> me look like an idiot. 